Well, hey there. Welcome back to another episode of the Online Marketing Made Easy Podcast. I'm your host, Amy Porterfield, and I am absolutely thrilled that you're tuning in today because we are talking all things LinkedIn. Listen, you've been asking for it. I get so many questions about LinkedIn and how to use LinkedIn to find your audience, how to use LinkedIn for list building, what's working right now on LinkedIn. I'm seeing all the questions So I decided to bring in the big guns. Today, we've got Vivica Von Rosen on the show, a world-renowned LinkedIn expert and author of best-selling books, LinkedIn Marketing, An Hour a Day, and LinkedIn, 101 Ways to Rock Your Personal Brand. Vivica's going to give us the scoop on how to trick out your LinkedIn profile, the type of content people on LinkedIn are responding to most, and how to repurpose your blog post. I think you're going to love this strategy and some tips and tricks to grow your email list on LinkedIn as well. You know, we always have to talk about list growth, right? So grab a pen and paper. This is going to be a good one. But before we get there, you know, I love a good listener shout out, right? This one comes from Amy Udani and it was from iTunes. And Amy just happens to also be a student of mine, a loyal student, an action taker. You know how I feel about my action takers, right? So this is what she says. Ready to get your mind blown? (laughs) Great opening, right? I've been an avid listener on online marketing made easy since 2014, and it has always been value packed, always. But this year, Amy has been playing a bigger game and her episodes reflect her journey and are compelling me to think bigger, show up when I don't want to and make more mistakes. Thank you for all your tough, but not so tough love. We love your style. Um, best compliment ever. The fact, Amy, that you feel like you're playing a bigger game, you're showing up when you don't actually want to some days, that is such a great habit to get into, to just keep showing up. It gets easier, I promise. So thank you, girl. That message meant the world to me. My brand voice guide is my business's North Star when it comes to keeping all my business content and marketing content clear, consistent, and inviting. That's why I created the brand voice guide outline you wish you had sooner, which is a free resource to help your business experience the same as mine. So all you have to do is plug in your business details into the given outline that I've created that has all the essential components of a brand voice guide. So you don't even have to pay to get it created like I did. You can plug in your information and you'll be well on your way to having a cohesive voice across all brand assets. And I've even shared my own brand voice guide with you so you can use it as a reference as you craft your own. It's like having a mentor right by your side. So go to amyporterfield.com forward slash voice guide to grab your copy of the brand voice guide outline you wish you had sooner. And I can promise you, you're going to elevate your brand instantly. That's amyporterfield.com forward slash voice guide. So hey there, Vivica. Thanks so much for coming on the show. Oh my gosh. It's my pleasure. It's about time, right? It's about time. I was saying before we actually hit record that you and I have known of each other for years and years years and years. I have no idea why we've never gotten to spend time together. And I can't believe this is the first time you're on my show. (laughs) But let me tell you, I am so happy that you are because 
it is crazy how many questions I've been getting <laughs> about LinkedIn. And I don't do really anything on LinkedIn. I think after the show, I probably will want to. <laughs> but this is something that's top of mind with a lot of my listeners. And so I felt like I had to bring the best of the best on the show. So thanks so much for being here. I really am excited to talk to you. Oh my goodness. Thank you so much. No, I'm, I'm absolutely thrilled. I, of course, have been a fangirl of yours forever. Um, so yeah, the, the universes have collided. Right. Finally, <laughs> finally. Now, one thing I was saying before we came on, I, I really should just hit record right from the get-go because I, I start talking about all the things. But one thing I admire about you being an expert in LinkedIn is that, like I said, when I first came on the scene, I knew of you instantly. You were the it girl then and you're the it girl now. So Give me a little hint as to how have you stayed with this so long and you didn't jump ship to like the next shiny thing or try this or try that? Because a lot of my students get distracted easily. They're, they're new in the entrepreneurial world. And my motto for them is just stay in your lane, do your yeah. thing. If it's working, don't, don't jump around. You are a perfect example of that. Well, well, part of the reason was I got the Twitter handle at LinkedIn expert. So I really couldn't do anything else. <laughs> You're like, I'm locked um, in. <laughs> I'm locked in. Like Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, YouTube, Instagram <laughs> are all at LinkedIn experts. So yeah, I kind of have to. Um, <laughs> you know, for me, especially with my audience, I've got uh, generally a very B2B focused audience. And so they're naturally on LinkedIn. So there would be no reason for me to jump into the other platforms as much because my audience is already on LinkedIn. So unless I needed a bigger audience, which I actually don't, then, you know, I, it's absolutely for me worth staying on LinkedIn. I also know it inside and out and I have relationships with well, some people at LinkedIn and, you know, I'm, I'm, I, I teach and train for their LinkedIn learning program. So it wouldn't actually make sense for me to move beyond that. And I'm a big fan of going deep. Like if I get bored with LinkedIn, which I have. I, I totally have gotten bored with I LinkedIn. I love that in the you past. say that. Like, how do you get past that then if you've find gotten a, bored? Yeah, yeah. So I'll just find a different channel within LinkedIn itself. So, I'm like, so if I've been working with, you know, B2B sales professionals, I'll be like, okay, let me open up maybe another channel within LinkedIn. So now maybe I'll work with, you know, female CMOs or something like that. So I can actually, within the platform itself, find different channels or, and this is more often the case, LinkedIn comes out with a new toy and I'm like, woo, a new toy. So whether it's, you know, LinkedIn video, native video or LinkedIn live, which I don't have yet, <laughs> or, uh, you know, publisher back in the day or whatever, when LinkedIn comes out with a new toy, it gives me something else to play with. And also because LinkedIn likes its own shiny objects, LinkedIn tends to give more visibility and more amperage to its new toys as well. So it, it works out really well. But I think if you're bored within what you're, you know, within the platform or within the industry, go a little bit deeper within it. Uh, I like but, that. Yeah, but still try and stay in the same lane because otherwise, we all know people, even at the like Amy Porterfield level, which is pretty darn high, right? <laughs> oh, stop. But we know it's so true. But we know people who've been like, okay, I wrote 18 books on Twitter and I'm the king of Twitter, but woo, there's Snapchat. Yeah. Right. And I really think unless they then master Snapchat, 
and bring a lot of the Twitter strategy over and talk about how the two can meld together. I'm totally making that up. I don't even know if you could do such a thing, <laughs> but like how the two can, you, you lose credibility and, and you, you start coming across as a little bit flighty. And if you're not succeeding on the platform that you choose and other people are, then probably it's you and not them. <laughs> <laughs> right. Exactly. So just dive a little deeper. I like that advice. Dive a little deeper because it's really nice to be known for something because you can expand in so many areas for that one thing you're known yeah. for. And when people need somebody in that area, you're top of mind. And that right. adds so much value and revenue to your business as well. So I just we're totally off. I started the interview totally off topic, but I <laughs> wanted to bring that up because it's impressive. I, I'm so glad that you've stayed in this lane and you have become that go-to person. No, no bones about it. It's very clear. So, okay. So let's yeah. talk about LinkedIn. My audience, my listeners, and I, we are all course creators or content creators. So creating and publishing content on a weekly basis is something that I teach and I encourage all my students to do so. So whether that might be a blog or a podcast or a video show, what specific type of content works best on LinkedIn? So what are you seeing that people respond to the most? Well, and again, it's a little bit shiny object. Um, so I don't know how much of this is LinkedIn and how much of this is people just like video more. But, you know, video just released LinkedIn Live. Only a few people have it right now. Uh, it should be fully released, I hope, by the end of summer or at least by third quarter. Um, so that definitely, but there's still native video. So if you're creating video anyway for YouTube or you're doing Facebook Lives or Instagram Lives, um, you can always take that video, polish it up a little bit and upload it as native video. That's getting a lot of amplification on the LinkedIn timeline. Blog posts, you can certainly recreate as long form um, articles uh, or you can write long form posts. Articles being more like publisher on LinkedIn. It's it's when you have the option of writing a post or writing an article. If you click on write an article, it looks a little bit like WordPress 1.0. Uh, oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> back, back in the day when you and I started, right? <laughs> um, but yeah, so you can do that. I have a story about that if we have time, but... Yeah, we do. So give it to okay. us. Okay. <laughs> All right. So, you know, for the longest time, I was saying that, that, that publisher or articles were dead because for me, they were. And then what I discovered was I was actually working with my husband who, who, who's not like me, right? He's not out speaking at conferences all the time and doing podcasts and, and et cetera. He's, he's like, he has a job. And so <laughs> he, he'd been 10 years with Oracle and, and he won, he likes to write. So he wrote this article about the 10 best things about being at Oracle for 10 years. And I'm like, okay, you, you wrote it as a blog post. So let's go ahead and I don't think it'll get any views, but you know, what the heck you've already written it. Let's go ahead and put it in a publisher as an article. And it actually did really well. It got over 4,000 views, but more importantly, it got like 32 shares within the company itself. It got a whole bunch of comments. He actually got offered a couple jobs. Wow. He got offered a podcast, you know, so it, it really, and this is, I mean, this is so outside of what he actually does for a living. Uh, we'd expect that, you know, everyone listening to this, this interview would, would expect to get that kind of reaction, but it was, it was really unusual for him. And then I said, okay, that did really well. So let's create a PowerPoint out of it. So let's take 
each quote or each section that you wrote about why you liked working at Oracle. There were 10 sections. Let's add an image to each section and just create a basic PowerPoint. And so we did the same thing. We uploaded it as a document, as a PowerPoint document, not a SlideShare link, because why would LinkedIn actually give preference to its own tool? <laughs> uh, but we actually uploaded it as a, as a PowerPoint and uh, it ended up getting over 60,000 views. Jeez. I was like, oh my gosh, I, I've only had one article that ever did any better than that. So, um, and I'm the quote LinkedIn expert. So that is too now funny. It, didn't, it didn't get as many likes or it didn't get as many likes or as many comments, um, but it got 60,000 views. So all to say, if you're already creating content, there are most definitely ways that you can repurpose it natively, not just sharing links, but repurpose it natively um, on LinkedIn with the exception of podcasts. Like with podcasts, you still have to, to, to add a link. I was hoping you could upload the audio. Like how cool would that be? Right. Someone's looking at your article and all of a sudden starts talking to them. But um, no, it won't do that yet. <laughs> Dang it. But you're yeah. saying if I were a blogger and I wrote articles on my blog each week to actually take that content and put it into LinkedIn from the publisher, what, what do you call it? Articles. So when you're on your homepage, normally you would just share the link in an update yeah. or, or share a post, but underneath that, it says, uh, write an article. And so you would just, yeah, you just click on the right article and, um, it, it's a little bit of a copy paste. I mean, it's kind of the pain in the rear end. Um, but you would just copy and paste the content over and, and, you know, upload the images and yeah, that's all you would have okay. to do. All right. So this is something you guys can try. If you're, if you're writing these articles, why not give it a shot? If you want to start experimenting with LinkedIn in a different way. I know you're focused on marketing and selling your digital products, but I know many of you also have physical products and I want to talk about Shopify. Shopify is a user-friendly commerce platform that helps you, my dear online entrepreneur, build an online store and make more sales at any stage of your business. They're the force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, Brooklinen, and millions of other businesses at every size. Let me tell you why Shopify is an online entrepreneur's dream platform. It's because it helps turn your browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout experience. In fact, it converts 36% better compared to other leading e-commerce platforms. Yeah, loving that. And I don't know about you, but as an online entrepreneur, my customer's experience, especially when it comes to checking out, is so important. Plus, not only do they support your customers, they support you as the entrepreneur. Shopify's award-winning help desk is there to support your success through every question and every step of the way. There's a reason Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash made easy, all lowercase. So go to shopify.com slash made easy now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. That's shopify.com slash made easy. We are online marketers, which means we have unique needs. And there are so many options out there for paid media. Sometimes it's hard to figure out where should you go to reach your ideal audience. But here's the thing. Have you thought about LinkedIn ads? 
LinkedIn ads empowers marketers with solutions for you and your customers, and it allows you to build the right relationships and drive results and reach your customers with meaningful content. You do not want to sleep on LinkedIn ads. And here's the thing, 79% of content marketers said LinkedIn produces the best results for paid media. I hear it from so many of my peers, and I know you're doing important work. And with that, you want to make sure that the work you're doing is getting in front of the right people. And that's what LinkedIn ads will allow you to do. So let your marketing efforts connect with the right audience and get a $100 credit on your next campaign. So if you go to linkedin.com slash Amy, you can get that $100 credit. So that's linkedin.com slash Amy. Terms and conditions apply. Okay, so here's another question for you. My audience's focus is growing a presence online in order to sell their digital products. So by digital products, I'm talking courses, membership sites, group coaching, and the like. So tell us how best they can use LinkedIn as a platform to grow these types of businesses. Absolutely. And so the, the, the last thing you want to, even though our, cor- our course is called Selling with LinkedIn, um, <laughs> the last thing you want to do is actually sell on LinkedIn. Okay. You're right. You're using LinkedIn to position yourself as an expert, as a thought leader. And then you're becoming almost an advocate for your audience. So, you know, you're, you're positioning yourself as the go-to person for webinar creation, the go-to person for ebook creation, the go-to person for Facebook ads, the go-to person for Instagram stories, whatever, whatever it is that your product is on, you position yourself as the go-to person from the background image, which should, um, reflect your, which should reflect your, you know, your, your product basically. So try to pull some of that, um, some of the, the, the copy and I mean, not too much cause then that would be ugly, but <laughs> pull, pull some of that branding in the logo, whatever you've got that, that, you know, kind of creates your, your product. So rather than representing your company, have that background image, you know, represent the product, so you really want your summary section to, to read like a sales page where you want to focus on, number one, your audience, what their points of pain are, how those points of pain are costing them sleep, costing them money, costing them clients, how your product solves that point of pain, and, and truly how they're, you know, they're going to, to, to die if they, don't, if they don't take action right now without seeming like a sales pitch, right? That's the art of the sales page. So whoever, whichever one of you listening actually has a, a product on the art of the sales page, um, let the rest of us know. <laughs> but you really want your summary section, which is 2,000 characters, to address that, to address your audience specifically. Don't talk about yourself. I'm a quota crushing sales, you know, sales winner, five-time gold star. No one cares yet. In the experience section, maybe they care. But in the summary section, who do you help? How do you help them? In what different ways and with what service or product, or in this case, what product can help them? What results can they expect to see? Who else have you helped like them? What were their results and how can they contact you? 
That's basically what you want to cover in the summary section. You want a background image that reflects whatever your product is. You want a picture of you. Don't put your logo in there because people are, you're still the expert that's sharing the content. So you want a picture of you and you want it to look like you. So when they look at your LinkedIn profile and then they go buy your product and they download the video and suddenly this person who's 40 years older and has no hair is talking to them, um, there's not that disconnect, right? Got it. So you want to look like what you actually look like, you know, maybe a little polished, but still look like you. And you want to make sure that your contact information and the information for the product is up front and center. In fact, uh, now LinkedIn just again, changed the contact info section. So now it's kind of right underneath your professional headline. So it's a natural flow, right? They go to your profile, they look at that background image, it attracts the eye, they look at you, that attracts the eye, they read the professional headline, which shouldn't have title at company no one cares. It should be who you help, how you help in 120 characters or less. And then they go down from there. The natural progression is go to the contact info. They click on that. There's your email and your phone number. But most importantly, there is the landing page to your product or service. And then they just click through and bam, hopefully, you know, at least you have a click through. If you got a good sales page, you might have a sale too. And then they keep going down and then they're going to see some highlights, which you have no control over. And then they're going to see the about section. And that's really the sales page that I was talking about. And then in the, in that about section, you want to add more, you want to add snippets of your content because the other thing we say at Vengrasso is your profile needs to be a resource, not a resume. And so you want to pull in examples, maybe a, an example video, an example checklist, an example, whatever it is, put a couple examples of your product in there um, that people can look at for free. Don't make it gated or anything like that. Just they can go, they can look at it, bam. And then after that, it'll go into your experience section. That's when you can finally talk about yourself. That's when you can talk about your company. That's when you can talk about your years of experience. That's when you can pull in other examples of things that make you an expert. But you really want to make that kind of top of the fold part of your profile be a sales page without coming across as too gross and salesy. <laughs> so one thing I've noticed about LinkedIn as you're talking about where to put the information and how to set up your profile, I feel as though on Instagram, there's actually not a lot of places to put any information. Facebook, right. definitely. I don't even think people are looking anymore, but I'm going to guess on, on LinkedIn, people are actually digging in a little bit more and looking at that information to learn more about who this person is and what they're about. Would you agree? Yeah, 100%. And I think for two reasons. First of all, you know, your content, LinkedIn lives and dies by the profile. Yes, there's a timeline with content on the homepage, but honestly, most of us are going to profiles and we're using LinkedIn to research prospects, to look for vendors. So it lives and dies by the profile, where the other two absolutely don't. <laughs> you know, right. We're going on Instagram and Facebook for, for completely different reasons generally than we are on LinkedIn. Okay, so um, let's talk about that. Why? Yeah. Okay, because my next question was going to be about this B2C and B2B. And I yep. get this question all the time. Amy, if I am B2C, um, how do I market differently on LinkedIn? Because it tends to be a B2B environment. And so 
I just want to clarify because someone asked me yep. this the other day. So B2C is business to consumer and then B2B is business to business. So I would love your take <laughs> on the two as it pertains to LinkedIn. And then also like, how are people B2C? Cause that's my audience. How are they yep. using LinkedIn? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So to quote our our friend Brian Kramer, it's human to human, B to B, B to C, H. You know, it's human to human, or or Ted, relationship to relationship. And so, whether you're selling to other businesses or whether you're selling to individual uh, to consumers, you're still selling to an individual. So it's about being human. People will self-select a little bit. You know, if you're selling, um, if you're selling, and I don't think anyone on the call is, but if you're selling lipstick and I'm a B2B sales dude, I'm not going to look at your profile. And that's fine because you're never going to sell me lipstick. But if I am interested in lipstick, then I will kind of self-select. So I think more importantly than worrying about B2C or B2B is know your audience and speak to your audience and don't worry about people self-selecting themselves away from you. It's so funny because a lot of folks come to LinkedIn going, okay, there's, you know, almost 600. I know it's a fraction of Facebook and Instagram, but there's almost 600 million people here. How can I serve them all? Well, you can't, right? So in fact, if you're trying to serve everyone with a face or everyone with a computer or everyone who, you know, needs to work out or whatever, you're, you're not going to be successful. But if you're very, very clear on your buyer persona, the individual, if you can have a clear picture of the individual or the individuals who will buy your product, you know, so let's call her, let's call her Audrey Simpson. And Audrey Simpson is 35 years old. And Audrey Simpson is trying to figure out how to um, lose weight because she wants to be a speaker and she's uncomfortable on stage and she's got some education and she's really savvy on Facebook and Instagram and she's not very savvy on LinkedIn. How do I market to Audrey Simpson on LinkedIn, right? How do I speak to her? And you literally would speak to her, right? And maybe there's, you've got a couple other buyer personas and you kind of have to wrap the languaging to address them all. But it would be like, hey, if you're thinking about becoming a speaker and you're really uncomfortable on stage because you feel like you have a couple extra pounds, and of course, I'm speaking about myself here other than being 30. And you've got a couple extra pounds, you know, don't worry. I can help you feel good about yourself right now. And I can also help you shed the extra weight so that you feel even better about yourself later. You know, it's easy. All you need to do is um, devote 10 minutes a day because isn't that what we all do? For 10 right. minutes a day, I will make you a multi-million dollar and skinny <laughs> you, you know, you, it will only need 10 minutes a day. If you want to peek into my system, click on the uh, video in my resources below. And that's literally, you know, kind of how you would customize your about section to your specific audience member. And I think, especially with products, you, you know, you might change products and you might change your buyer persona. But my guess is for most of the people on the call, You've got an, at least you should have a really specific buyer in mind. Speak to him or speak to her and don't worry about everybody else. For sure. Definitely. And I think that these obviously principles apply across all social media platforms. Absolutely. 
But when it comes to LinkedIn, are you suggesting that people are posting every single day like they would on Instagram and on Facebook? How do you feel about images like that work on Instagram, of course, but how is LinkedIn in terms of posting consistency and what you're posting? How is it different than, let's say, Facebook or Instagram? Well, the one thing I've noticed personally, and I don't use Facebook or Instagram as just as strategically as I should. And, and the only time I use Instagram is when I'm hanging out with Sue Zimmerman. So there you go. Mm-hmm. Um, so I simply don't use it as strategically as I should. So you, y'all are probably more savvy in this anyway. But basically, whatever your audience is really going to be interested in. Like I, you know, I got food shots and product shots and, and, and selfies and I got all, all kinds of stuff all over my Facebook and Instagram. And so I'm not being very strategic about it when it comes to LinkedIn. Although I'm going, okay, this is business. It's my business network. So I'm going to share business content that my network will be interested in. And I'll try to wrap in some personal, like I was just in um, Alaska speaking at a conference there. And so, you know, in my, in my private message replies, I talked about Alaska and how awesome it was, but I I still managed to tie it in a little bit with our selling with LinkedIn program. So um, know your audience, know your LinkedIn audience and, and share the content that, that you think they'd be interested in. And honestly, infographics are great. Pictures are great. Videos are great. Native videos are better. Um, YouTube links are fine. Native videos are better. If you can get LinkedIn Live, that's that's just exploding. It's incredibly popular. But whatever your audience is interested in, share that. So if you are very focused on your audience and your business audience on Facebook, then probably that content's going to be fine on LinkedIn. And don't worry. (laughs) Don't worry if someone doesn't like it. Who cares? They're not your audience. Okay. So tell me this. What are some of the best tips for someone who really wants to position themselves as a leader or influencer on LinkedIn? So let's say there's somebody in my audience that truly believes my audience is spending time on on LinkedIn. Yep. I need to be there. So what would you suggest in terms of a strategy with consistency of posting yep. and how they're showing up? What would you suggest? Like what's working really well on LinkedIn? Yeah. So let me give you the, the, the secret recipe for right now. Okay. Um, first of all, you want to share something every day, A, just to keep that brand out there, but it can be just an update. It could be like a tweet, right? So it could just be an, an update with a link. That's fine. As long as it's relevant to your audience. But once a week, more if you think you can do it, but once a week, take a little bit of time to create what we call a long form post, which is simply using all 13, well, it's 12 to 1400 characters, depending on if you've got a video or content in there, but using all 12 to 1400 characters, write kind of like a mini blog post. And you don't want it to be a sales pitch. You want it to be an opinion piece, or you want it to be something where you're sharing something of value, a tip, etc. And craft it first in either a Word document or notes so that you can add emojis and things like that, uh, catch spelling errors, and then you can copy and paste it either to your browser or your phone, either way. And then if you can actually shoot and upload a video that's relevant to that post, or if you've got content in the form of an infographic, 
of a PDF of a PowerPoint, if you can upload that document to that long form post, that will, that will give you about 10x the number of views. And then the other thing that I would recommend doing is, and, and honestly, what I would recommend is because you've got this audience, I would create, you know, like Amy's fan club sharing network and you can use LinkedIn messaging just the same way you can use Facebook where you can add, as long as they're first level connections, you can add people to this little messaging group. And we do this all the time at Vangresso and with our clients. Um, and you go, hey, you know, I just posted this long form article on whatever it is. Would you please share it with your network? And then y'all share each other's stuff. And so that amplification kind of pings LinkedIn and says, ooh, this article is getting a lot of activity. And so they kind of take off the governors. While LinkedIn is not pay to play, they have definitely put limitations on visibility. So in fact, if you've got 30,000 connections or 3,000 connections or 300 connections, LinkedIn is the first time, or when you share a post, it's only going to, it's only going to promote that, or it's only not even promote, it's only going to show that to a fraction of your connections. But the more engagement your posts get, the more LinkedIn says, oh, okay, people are finding this interesting. Let's open it up a little bit more and a little bit more and a little bit more. And especially, oh, they're using our new toy. Okay, let's open it up a little bit more. And so while you're not paying to play, you are kind of, I don't want to say gaming the system, but but if if you can't naturally get people to engage on your stuff within the first, you know, hour, um, you can help to amplify that by sharing that content. And we call them just sharing pods or amplification pods, but it's literally just a little group of individuals in a LinkedIn messaging, you know, in a little messaging LinkedIn messaging group and you share each other's stuff. I Got mean, that's, it. Okay. that's how simple it is. Awesome. I didn't even know about that. So that's really <laughs> valuable. And you mentioned earlier that LinkedIn does have live video. Is this something they're rolling out? They are. Um, so if you want to see live video at work, um, Goldie Chan has live video. She's a, she's a LinkedIn. Um, she's one of the newer, newer LinkedIn, um, influencers. She's fun. She's got green hair. <laughs> um, Brian Fanzo has it. Kathy Hackle has it. These are just people off the top of my head that I'm jealous of. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but, so but, it's basically how live video works on Instagram and Facebook, right? Same kind of concept. Okay, great. So it's getting rolled out and we'll link to a few accounts that have it now at the time that this goes live. So that would be really valuable. And obviously, just like the other platforms, I'm guessing video does really well. Video does really well. Um, Yeah. And what we're going to do, like we've been talking at Vingresso, my company, we've been talking about creating, you know, we were like, oh, should we do a Facebook live? Should we do an Instagram live? We were talking about having like a live TV show that we would do at a given time every week. And it just, I just couldn't get excited about it. But, you know, as soon as we have LinkedIn live, we'll be launching our live program. Awesome. And and yeah, since there's four founders, you know, we'll, we'll take, we'll take turns and we'll use it the same way that we use our blog or I'm sorry, our podcasts rather we've got two is that 
A, to get real helpful, valuable information out to our audience, of course. But here's another little ninja trick. If you have been trying to access, I know it's B2C, so you're not looking, you're, you're generally not looking at, you know, big enterprise size companies and, and the C-suite of big enterprise size companies. But if you are, one of the things that you can do with your podcast or with your blogging or with your live, of course, is interview the influencer in that company, which, you know, it's kind of a win-win situation. It gets them more visibility. Um, it gets you an, a, a guest, but it gets you time with them. And so if you've ever had a hard time getting access to a prospect and it makes sense for them to be on your podcast, on your live show, in a blog post, um, by all means, use this as a use this as your canvas. And, and that is absolutely what we do with our big inter- enterprise size companies at Fengresso. And it's how we've managed to start the conversations that ended up in, in six and seven figure deals, you know? So, right. So right. very cool. I love it. So, okay. My, a lot of people listening today, they are actively growing their email list. And yeah. so I'm curious, what are some of the best practices, you know, of growing an email list through LinkedIn marketing? Like what's working in that respect? Well, there's the really gross and illegal, pra- well, it's not illegal, but the, the very gross and illegal to LinkedIn practice of just, you know, throwing everybody that you connect to into an email list and onto a newsletter that they didn't ask for. Um, so don't do that. But what you absolutely can do is share gated content, share some ungated and some gated, but share that gated content um, and make it interesting enough for them to want to click through and actually give you their email address and their, uh, their, their name and their email address and whatever other information you try to pull from them. So one of the things that we've done is we've created, we've created content that truly normally we, we would sell and we're gating it and we're giving it away for free in order just to, to, to build our lists. And so the problem is most people go, you know, read this awesome article on how to do blah or, or download this awesome ebook on how to do blah. And then they put the link in there. But no one's gonna, no one's interested in that. So again, you have to bring in kind of that sales page savvy, right? Where you're, you're creating a story around the person's point of pain and, and how it's like affecting their lives so negatively. But it's okay because we have the solution and here it is. And so you can do that with video. You can do that with a, a PowerPoint presentation. You can do that with a PDF. You can do that with a, with a short or a long form um, post. So build those stories and get people emotionally engaged with, with your post or with your, your story or with your video. And then they'll click through and then they'll sign up for whatever the great product is or the free, you know, the, the top of the funnel free giveaway away is, and now you have them on your mailing list and you can take it from there. (laughs) Gotcha. Gotcha. Makes sense. Okay. So to wrap things up, will you give us some highly actionable tips, maybe two or three tips that somebody who wants to start using LinkedIn more consistently can put into action today? What, What would you say to someone who's looking to increase their presence and impact on LinkedIn specifically? Yeah. So you're a, you're not going to do it until you do it. So truly a first step is block out some time on your calendar. And, and while if you're using a social sharing tool, like, you know, like Octopost or like HubSpot or like Hootsuite, 
it's great and and certainly fill those fill fill your calendar with with content but native content on linkedin always does better and so if you're going to be strategic about it you're also going to want to basically create a content calendar i'm going to do this long form post with this video on this date and this long form post on this video on this date and and of course stick to it and then the final thing i would say is once you start sharing content at a given time, you know, because you've got this content calendar that that says so, make sure that you keep an eye on your notifications. And that sounds so simple, but I have to tell you, almost every individual that I've worked with, we've gone into their notifications or we've gone into their invitations or we've gone into their inbox and there's literally money sitting there and they haven't accessed it. There are prospects that have invited them to connect and they haven't connected with them. There are people in their inbox saying, hey, I want to work with you. I want you to come speak at my event. I am looking for a consultant like you. And they haven't responded to it because they haven't seen it. There's people talking about their, their posts saying things like, this is really great. Where can I get more information? they've missed it. So there's money waiting for you probably right now within LinkedIn, but you, you honestly, you've got to keep an eye every day, even if it's only 10 minutes to go through and post something and look at your notifications and look at your inbox and look at your invitations. And then finally, kind of as a bonus, anytime you invite somebody else to connect on LinkedIn, please personalize the invitation. If you want to connect with me, I'm so happy to. I've hit my 30,000 limit. But nonetheless, if you want to connect with me, um, just make sure to customize and say, hey, I heard you on Amy's show. That's all you need to tell me, and I will accept you into my network. And then I will also show you an example of following up with a new connection, which is basically to give them something of value. Not like, hey, thanks for connecting. Will you buy something from me? Um, so with me, I do what's called, it's a one mob. It's just an online email um, tool. But I, I do a little one mob video. And then I have links to some really good free resources below. And then that way, you know, you're building the positive sentiment with someone who's taken the action of inviting you to connect. Um, or if you invite someone else to connect and they accept, don't follow up with a sales pitch follow up with something that's generally or that's genuinely rather of use and of value to them, not a sales pitch. You can pitch them later. Right. Over time. You got, you got to warm up (laughs) to that for sure. Exactly. Got to buy him a drink first. Yes, yes, yes. (laughs) Well, thank you so very much. I'm so glad to have you on the show finally to talk about LinkedIn. It's been such a hot topic with my audience. I know they're going to love it. So thanks again. And where can people find out more about you? Oh, sure. So, well, if you Google LinkedIn expert, um, my LinkedIn profile will show up first. So like I said, please feel free, invite me to connect, just customize the invitation. If you're inviting me on mobile, there's three dots next to the connect button. And and if you click those three dots, you can personalize the invitation. So you actually can personalize a, a mobile invitation, but yeah, just LinkedIn expert, find me on Google, invite me to connect. You can also go to our website, Vengreso, V-E-N-G-R-E-S-O.com. Um, and in the About Us page, you'll, you'll, you'll find me there. Uh, if you have any questions, I'm old, so I still answer emails. Um, <laughs> so if you go to Vivica at Vengreso, V-E-N-G-R-E-S-O.com, I absolutely will uh, respond to you. Yeah, that's that's probably the, the easiest way to get in touch with me. Well, thank you so very, very much. And I'm so glad we got a chance to connect. Me too, me right. too. <laughs> Take care. Thanks. 
Okay, so there you have it. I hope you enjoyed this episode with Vivica. And I was thinking after I did the interview, I want to make this more actionable for you. I want to make sure that what you learned here, you can put into motion right away. And when Vivica was going through the different areas on your LinkedIn profile, and she was talking about this section and that section and add this here and add that here, I thought it probably would be a whole lot easier for you if I showed you with images in my show notes so that you could actually see what she was talking about. And I wanted to include some triggers to remind you what to include in those sections because she covered a lot really quickly and without actually seeing what she's talking about, that could be confusing. So again, I want to make this actionable for you. If you are serious about taking on LinkedIn and making it work for your business, I want to make that easier for you. So if you go to amyporterfield.com forward slash 268, I've included some screen grabs from the LinkedIn profile to point out the different areas Vivica talked about and then some triggers as to what to include in those sections. Good? Okay, amyporterfield.com forward slash 268. Make sure to check out my show notes if you want to take action with what you learned in this episode. Now, coming up next week, do you have a small email list? I hear this from my students a lot. Amy, I can't launch yet because I don't have an email list or my email list is really small. Well, I think you're going to love next week's episode. I am interviewing a woman who did a huge launch with a very small email list. She happens to be a copywriter, so she's going to share some tips and tricks in order to help you launch with great success, even if you have just a few hundred people on your email list. This is going to be a really great episode because it's tangible, it's actionable, and it will help you take action even if you feel like your list is too small. You've got to tune in. I'll see you next week, episode 269. All right, guys, same time, same place next week. Talk to you soon.